Lamentations chapter 2, verse 14. The visions of your prophets were false and worthless. They did not expose your sin to ward off your captivity. The oracles they gave you were false and misleading. Eric, in our faith tradition, there are people who have prophetic visions. I didn't grow up in a church where people were reporting prophetic visions, uh, so it was kind of new to me when I came to Standwich, but I've gotten very used to them now, especially because my own son um, has visions. He has dreams and visions that are from God. They're different than a normal dream. And uh, so I, I've been learning over the last 10 or 11 years about this and as a gift, as a spiritual gift. But there is a really helpful instruction in this scripture, Lamentations 2.14, about how to identify a false prophetic vision. Notice it said, the visions of your prophets were false and worthless. They did not expose your sin. You see? Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes I'm going to get myself in a little bit of trouble here when I say this, but um, sometimes I get email forwards to me, uh, you know, from around the country or world or whatever, from some prophetic vision from somebody. And I get these forwarded to me because I'm a pastor. And, you know, when in the lead up to the last election, this is why I'm going to get in trouble saying this, but in the lead up to the last election, I started getting some of these, you know, so-called prophetic visions. And a lot of them, basically the conclusion of the vision was, that people in the opposite political party were evil, you know, like, Oh, you see this, this vision just came from whatever. And the conclusion is Democrats are evil. And it, it, it always, I was like, I don't know if that's a prophetic vision from God. Notice what it says here. The visions of your prophets were false and worthless. They did not expose your sin. If you look at the biblical prophets, they so often uh, get rejected because what they were exposing was the actual sinfulness of their hearers, of their listeners. They didn't go around saying, ah, I have a new prophetic vision. The Romans are evil. And they could all go on living their life, congratulating themselves on being holy and pure while the Romans were the real problem. You see, the real biblical prophets say, here's how we are sinning and need salvation. We need to repent. We need to come back to God. So it's just a little metric when you hear these prophetic visions. If the conclusion is that you're doing okay, but other people are the real problem in this world, they might not be a biblical prophet. But one of the problems in our own time is, even though it doesn't seem this way from time to time, like the Vietnam War or or Iraq or so on and so forth, We've lived in a land where there is no overt law, uh, war going on. There's not a civil war uh, per se with guns mm-hmm. and, and armies and things like, like that that we had in the 19th century. Uh, it's a, it, it, it can deceive. And it can mm-hmm. actually, I think, a society that has more or less left God behind in the dust, uh, they start actually... Uh, becoming the subjects of the prophets of the Old Testament, of Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel and all of them, uh, they become, uh, these prophets become very relevant to our own time. Oddly enough, last, late last week, I heard two sermons over YouTube. Uh, so I, I, one was John MacArthur, who you know that I really mm-hmm. uh, think much of. Uh, just the pure dedication of his life to the Word of God. But he, he did a sermon um, a few weeks back where he said, 
we can't turn around what is going to happen in general, that mm -hmm. it's too late. That's exactly what he said. It's too late. And he's talking about a society that has abandoned God and it's too late, just like in 17 or 586 BC, it was too late. Jerusalem was going to fall. And then uh, I think on Saturday, I heard this one hour sermon, which I listened to the whole thing by the, uh, this is in Times Square Church uh, that was started by De David Wilkerson and is um, now led by the gentleman who um, followed Wilkerson. And he gave the same sermon. I couldn't believe it. That uh, that doesn't mean that we're all going to be decimated. It means that God has lost patience with our uh, irreligiousosity, our, our desire to push our forwards, ourselves forwards as gods or the things around us as gods. And we haven't seen the cost of it yet. It's not COVID or something, but we're in a, a, a troubling times. And, and I just... You know, I, I just don't know what to say about it, actually, except that it happened before and it happened in Scripture. It happened yeah. in 70 AD. I guess I have a little bit of a different approach to the same problem. I do think that our country, uh, largely the population of our country, is not nearly as centered on Christ um, as it used to be. Um. But I don't think that it's too late. Well, it may be too late for sort of Christendom to come back to the United States. But to me, I'm more energized than ever to keep following the way of Christ now, to keep bringing people around the table to experience the love and grace and truth of Jesus Christ, not in a way that depends on the, the power structures of our society, but on sort of like an underground movement the way that it was in the first century. Uh, so I, I'm a little bit, I don't like the language, it's too late, because some people might throw up their hands then and say, oh, and they might fall into that same temptation I was mentioning a few minutes ago that says, oh, the problem is out there. Our society has fallen away from God. Uh, that may be true, but um, look at our own our own need for Christ. Let's do that week after week and invite more and more people around that same table and that's how the kingdom of God grows. The kingdom of God, by the way, will outlast all earthly kingdoms. So fine, let the kingdoms of this earth rise and fall. But I'm energized by building the kingdom of, of the love and grace and truth of Jesus Christ, no matter what's going on in society. I'm going to keep doing I'm even more uh, charged up to do that today than I was a generation ago. Well, I think here's what was being said, and I, I don't disagree with your approach at all. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be steadfast wherever we are, whatever community, in, and, and spread the word of God. I mean, that's our job. And mm -hmm. there were remnants that came out of all these catastrophes. Mm -hmm. God, God does not give up on his own purpose. He, he right. may walk right. away, but here's the thing. America after World War II, and I may have said this before, but after we became the dominant power in the world, there's nobody to compare to us. You fast forward to today, and where is the virtue today in our leaders? And, and, or is it, is it 
just that we've come so wealthy that we've started lying to ourselves about who we are. As a country, I'm not talking about Christians or Jews or Muslims or anybody, nor, no groups. I think that there is a different thing going on in our country right now. It may have been exacerbated by uh, COVID. Certainly, New York is not the same city it was two years ago before this all happened. The streets were filled with people, tons and tons of people. Now they're not. The cities around the country are not places you go to without some trepidation. Uh, so, you know, it's a different thing, but I think God is God and he is going to be sovereign no matter what we do. And it may be, we're just not seeing that our role in the world is going to change significantly, which doesn't have anything to do with our belief that Christ is, is sovereign in this world, still is. But there are a lot of unbelievers yeah. here that profess to be Christians. That's the whole thing. Are they? Yeah, I, I think I would just separate it out. The role of the United States is different in the world than it was a generation ago. But the role of all Christ followers around the world remains exactly the same as it has been for 2,000 years. So we, we stay true to that calling. And I totally agree with that. Yeah.